You're listening to audio from Crossroads Community Church, located in Fogelsville, Pennsylvania. If you want to learn more about C3 and what it is about, you can visit us at c3lehigh.com. And now, for today's sermon. Well, as many of you might not recognize me, my name is Brooke, and my husband Tom and I are going to be sharing today, but you also might have noticed that I have some friends at the front here today. If you're a kid in the room, can you just give a little shout? Oh, they're going to be shy, but don't worry, I'll get them warmed up. It's all right. So guys, um, we're just going to get started. Today, we're going to talk about something really, really fun, and that is missions. We're going to talk about missions today, but I want to get to know all you guys in the front. I want to get to know all your names. I want to meet all of you, but there's no way I can do it all all right now. So what we're going to do is, on the count of three, I just want you to shout your name at me. Ready? One, two, three. It's so nice to meet you. It's so nice to meet you. My name is Brooke, and I'm so glad you're here today. And as I said, today we're going to talk about missions. Does anyone know what a missionary is? Does anyone know what, do you know what a missionary is? Can you tell me? Something that tells God and goes on missions to tell people about Jesus. Yes, give her a round of applause. Pretty, pretty incredible. Yes, a missionary is someone who does two things. They go, everybody say go. And someone who tells. Everybody say tell. They are someone who goes somewhere and tells someone about Jesus. Can I have up the first slide, please? My friends in the back. Awesome. So uh, we actually have another slide um, that's a video slide. If you could put that up for me, that would be great. So my husband and I, my husband Tom, we are missionaries in Northern Ireland. Okay. So... We have some pictures of me and my husband, Tom, and our friend, Leo, who should be um, up on a picture here. Has anyone seen Leo this morning? No, I saw him on TV. You saw him on TV? Well, he's supposed to be here, actually. Um, yeah, he, he is a puppet. He's kind of silly. Um, he's supposed to be here today, but I haven't seen him. Have any of you guys seen Leo walking around? No? no? Nobody's seen him? I haven't seen him. I haven't heard him. Uh, do you think he might be back there? There's a curtain, but I don't hear him. I feel like I would hear him. He's a pretty loud guy. <gasps> oh, no. Hi. Wait a minute. Can we pause the video? <laughs> Who are all those people? Hang on one second, everybody. Hang on one second. Leo just called. Did you hear that? Yeah. But he didn't. I didn't see his face. It didn't come up on my phone. <gasps> He's here. All right. Leo, are you there? <laughs> Guys, I told you he's like so silly. He's like all over the, oh, he's calling back. Should we answer? All right, let's, let's answer. Let's see what Leo's doing. Hi, Leo. Hi. Wait a minute. Who are all those people? <laughs> Leo, we're in the United States right now. These are our friends in Pennsylvania. Everyone, this is Leo. Leo is our friend who's a missionary in Northern Ireland, too. Oh, yeah. So, how's America? Are you eating lots of Chick-fil-A? Mm, I miss Chick-fil-A. We actually had Chick-fil-A last night, Leo. It was so good. I know you miss it. Yeah. I'm here in the Party Create headquarters. 
Leo. Leo. Leo, hello. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Why don't you tell all of our friends here about what you do in oh, Ireland yeah. for missions? You guys will love it. Let me share my screen. All right. So this is me. This is my YouTube channel, Party Create. I use it to tell kids all about Jesus in Ireland. Leo, it's our YouTube channel. Oh, all right. <laughs> Anyways, on Party Create, we like to be creative. We make stuff, hang with friends, go on lots of adventures. It's a lot of fun. And we do it all here in Northern Ireland. With our channel, we get to go into school assemblies and teach kids like you to be creative and then tell them about how much Jesus loves them. Wow, isn't that so cool? That's so cool, Leo. Yeah, I love being a missionary. That's actually what we were just talking about. Leo, what does being a missionary mean to you? Hmm, well, it means I get to be creative and tell people the best news ever. God gave me a love for painting, drawing, cameras, and videos and stuff, and I like to be a maker. I just love to make stuff. Wow, that's so cool. Do you guys like to make stuff? Yeah. And you know what I've learned? God gave me a love for these things so that I could use it to show others how much God loves them. And when I'm building a castle or painting a picture or climbing a mountain, God is using those things to tell others how much he loves them. That's so incredible, Leo. You know what's incredible? You're in a room full of kids that God made missionaries too. What do you mean? Well, I'm sure each and every one of you has things you love to do, things that you love to make, sports that you love to play. God wants you to use those things that are in your heart and in your hand to share his love with those around you. Can I share my favorite Bible verse with you? You guys want to hear his favorite Bible verse? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says this, For we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. So, Leo, what does that mean for us? Well, basically, God made each one of us one of a kind, gave us great news to share, Jesus, and has a plan for our lives on how to do it. Isn't that great? That is so great. It sounds like each one of us is a missionary no matter where we live. <gasps> exactly. Every time you leave your house, you're a missionary. That is just amazing, Leo. I just love Jesus, and I love missions. Me too. Hey, I've got to run. The fish and chips are calling my name. Hmm. But before I go, I want to make sure I see all you guys again. Well, how can they do that with you in Ireland? Well, when you get home, ask your parents to go on YouTube and subscribe to Party Create so that you can come on more adventures with all of us. That sounds like a great idea. All right. I pray for all you guys in the U.S. of A. that you would know Jesus more, love others more, and share the good news more. Amen. Bye. Bye, Leo. you guys got to meet Leo, uh, Leo. I wonder where he was going. <laughs> Did you? St 
What? Did one of you guys not get very much sleep last night? Pastor Donnie? What are you? Oh, it's not that. Guys, who is snoring? Who do you think it is? You think it's Leo? Okay, okay, okay. Wait, 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 let's listen. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. He snores really loud for a puppet if that's him. Should we try to wake him up? All right, on the count of three, everybody shout Leo's name. Ready? One, two, three. He, we, you were loud enough. Let's try again. Ready? One, two, three. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, Leo, good morning. Um, did I you can't just, see anything. Did you, did you just wake up, bud? Aww. Yeah, I did. Did you, um, did you just come here from Ireland? Yes, I did. Was that you on that plane? Yeah. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. How are you guys? <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I, I, I just flew here from Northern Ireland. Wow. Well, I was. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet you are. You look a little. You look a little jet lagged. You look a little I tired. Am. I am. Yeah. And who do you who do you have who do you have here? Well, this is my little buddy. His name's Mr. Sheepy. Mr. Sheepy. Oh, do you, do you sleep with Mr. Sheepy? Is he your little cuddle friend? Yeah. So. Oh. Okay. I think he's great. I think he's great. I think he's great. Okay. Well, Leo, I'm sorry you're really tired, but maybe maybe to help you wake up a little bit, do you think you could tell all of our friends here uh, a little bit about what we do in Northern Ireland? Oh, yeah. We moved to Ireland to find the leprechauns. Leo, you know that leprechauns are not real. <gasps> yes, they are. No, and that is not why we moved to Northern Ireland. I know, I know. They're not real. They're real. He's so silly. Well, anyway, you know the leprechauns aren't real, but you know we moved to Ireland to do something else. You talked about it a little yeah. bit on the phone just now. Why did we move to Ireland? That's right. We moved to Ireland because we're missionaries, and we love to share the good news of Jesus with people there. Yeah, these kids, they already know what a missionary is, right? We just talked about that. Does anyone remember the two things that a missionary does? Can anyone shout it out? Um, they, go on they go and what? Yeah. Tell. They go and tell. Amazing. Give they the kids a round of applause. They there, adults. They remember that was so good. Missionary, oh, yeah. Yeah, they go somewhere and they tell people about Jesus who don't know about his love for them. Yeah. You know, Jesus came from heaven to earth to tell us about his love for us. Whoa, so so it's kind of like almost like Jesus was a missionary. Well, yeah, kind of, because he came and he told us. The Bible tells us that Jesus left heaven for every single one of us. Wow. So is that why, Leo, is that why you wanted to become a missionary? Yep. Jesus loved me so much, and he loves so, you so much, that he came to rescue us from our sin and our loneliness. That changed my life. So I thought... What if I became a missionary and go and tell others about Jesus? Wow, that's pretty cool. And you know what, Leo? I think I feel the same way. So, Leo, why don't you tell them what you do in Ireland to tell others about Jesus? Oh, yeah. We do Party Create, which is a YouTube channel for kids. We get to go into schools and do school assemblies and tell people about the love of Jesus. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, we also get to do what is called church planting. Can everybody say ah. church planting? 
Yeah, Leo, do you want to tell them a little bit about church planting? It's kind of like planting tomatoes, but it's a little harder. Yeah, yeah. So we go to a new place, and we start a church where there's no churches. That's right. That's right. Kind of like how this church was started a little over 10 years ago, right? Yeah. 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 It's pretty amazing. It is. So, And that's also why we love doing Party Create. Party Create helps us go into schools and tell people about Jesus. And then also with Party Create, we're able to plant other churches. Yeah, it's amazing. I sure love doing it. It's so much fun. And we get to tell people about Jesus all the time, which is just, it's the best. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm still really tired, Miss Brooke. Okay. <laughs> all right. I, uh, I think I'm going to go get some Chick-fil-A. Okay, well, I don't know if you can. Oh, no! It's Sunday! <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Leo. Leo, I promise if you're still, if you don't decide to fly back to Ireland again tonight, then I promise we'll get you some Chick-fil-A tomorrow. Okay. How's that sound? Deal. Deal. Okay, guys, I think he deserves some Chick-fil-A. All right, right. bye, guys. Yeah. Everybody say bye to Leo. Have a nice nap, bud. See you later. All right, can we give a big round of applause to all of our missionary kids here on the bottom, the bottom row? Kids, you're going to stand up. You're going to go with your leaders back down to your rooms, and I'm going to see you in a few minutes. All right? So everybody wave bye to kids. See you guys in a, in a few minutes. Bye. See you later. Tell me if you see Leo down there being silly. He is so crazy. And as they go, um, Tom and I are going to share a little bit more about what we do in Northern Ireland to all the adults. And then um, Tom has an awesome message prepared for all the adults in here. So, yeah. Thanks for coming, kids. So we do have some actual slides. Um, the slides that were up a little bit earlier. Um, if you want to pull those up. Awesome, awesome. Thank you guys for letting us do kids and Leo in, in the big service. I hope you guys enjoyed that and had, had a good time. How are you? Good, I just got here. Yeah. What did I miss? <laughs> Were you on that plane with yeah. Leo? Are you yeah, super I jet missed -like everything. Too? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about missions today. Cool. It's, yeah. it's good to be with you guys this morning. Yeah. We're, uh, we're so thankful yeah. for the opportunity to be here. Yeah, so um, Donnie and uh, Pastor Donnie and I uh, went to Valley Forge together a couple of years ago, and um, then a few years a few years ago again, um, Donnie was able to bring his old youth group on a missions trip to Northern Ireland to see us uh, right before COVID, actually the summer before, and we just had an incredible time. And we've been talking about coming here and sharing for a really long time. And um, I know a lot of you guys um, know some of our family members, um, Bethany and Aaron Chappelle. Um, so if you, if you know them, uh, we've heard just a lot of amazing things about the people in this church. We've heard a lot of amazing things about this church and we're just excited to finally be here. <laughs> so yeah, so who we are, um, again, my name is Brooke. This is my husband, Tom, and we are church planters in the country of Northern Ireland. That's a picture of Northern Ireland there. That's a picture of Belfast. Those two yellow cranes are the cranes that built the Titanic. Um, if you want to go on to the next slide for me, please. Um, in our first term in Northern Ireland, we were able to be the campus pastors of a brand new church plant in a town called Downpatrick. Downpatrick has some really uh, historically significant spiritual, spiritual places. It is actually the town where St. Patrick started his ministry in uh, 420, 421 AD. So we were able to plant a church about 100 yards from where um, 
he's buried, which is pretty incredible. Um, and in our first two years in Northern Ireland, we had some incredible ministry. There's a picture there of our friend Thomas getting baptized. He came to know Jesus for the first time, um, along with a lot of other, a lot of other people. Um, and we just had some incredible ministry there. If you want to go on to the next slide. Um, we were able to do lots of kids outreaches, um, lots of summer outreaches with the missions teams that came. Um, and yeah, we had new believers come. We had um, an alpha course. We had missions teams. We just had an incredible, uh, I shared this last night, a lot of um, low-hanging fruit, if you know what I mean. I feel like we were standing on the shoulders of a lot of prayer that went before us before we arrived. And um, we just had a lot of people ready um, to, to meet Jesus. And uh, we were able to see that. If you want to go to the next slide. Um, there's a picture um, there of our first missions teams. And um, that picture on your left there is a picture of um, our core team when we first launched um, that church in Downpatrick. If you want to go to the next slide. Um, we also, in COVID and in lockdown, um, did a lot of ministry over Zoom. I don't know if any of you guys are just like totally done with Zoom or if I'm the only one. Um, we, uh, we in, in COVID, our leadership asked us if we would become the missionary kid pastors for Northern Europe. Um, so we were able to oversee um, missionary kid ministry for those countries listed there. We have over 50 kids from birth to college age that we oversee, um, connecting them with counselors if they need it, connecting them with educational resources if they need it with international schools. And mostly, though, mostly what we do is just build friendships between these kids. A lot of these kids are living in countries where they're the only one who, they're only one their age who really speaks English um, as their first language, and they're the only Americans. So they have um, a lot of unique struggles as missionary kids, um, and it's just been really incredible to see how much better their self-esteem has gotten, how much better their emotional health has gotten as they've been able to develop more missionary kid friendships. Uh, and when we started this ministry, um, we didn't know this when we started, when we first became missionaries, but when we were able to start this ministry, we learned. Uh, the unfortunate fact that the most common reason that a missionary will leave the field and come back to America is because an emotional health, a mental health, or an educational need with their children. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but when I heard that, I just was not okay with that. I was not okay with the devil having any hold on any of our missionary kids in Europe, um, especially so much that their mental health and their emotional health is hurt so badly that they need to leave the field. Um, that they need to leave the field for more support. Um, and our missionary kids are important, and they're not an expense to, to our ministry. Um, they're just as much uh, a part of the ministry that we do um, in, in Europe. Um, so if you want to head on to the next slide, missionary kid ministry has been um, an incredible, incredible new ministry that we've been able to be a part of. And as you heard Leo talk about a little bit, um, we also started another ministry in lockdown called Party Create. So you saw some videos there. Party Create is um, a way that we are able to go into schools and do school assemblies and able to present the gospel in a fun and a creative way with creativity, with puppets, with music, with lights, with, with lots of fun things um, in otherwise uh, in places where otherwise people wouldn't hear. So Tom's going to share a little bit about church planting and a little more about Party Create. And um, I'm going to head down uh, and spend some time with the kids. So thank you so much for letting me uh, come in this morning and share a little bit of our ministry. Yeah, we're just so excited uh, to be here. And um, yeah, I'm going to head on to Fun Church. I yeah, mean, Brooke Kids gets, Church. Brooke gets to have more fun than the rest of us this morning, I think. Uh, 
But yeah, again, my name is Tom, and uh, we're just so grateful to be here. Uh, we are planning on moving to a new town called Nuri uh, this upcoming spring, and so we are using Party Create as a platform to really just get into the community and build relationships. Um, we have an opportunity to connect with principals and administrators to go into schools and present uh, present Jesus uh, to kids. Um, the, the separation of church and state is a little different in Northern Ireland, and so we have the opportunity to actually go into schools and do full school assemblies um, for children. And, uh, and so it's a great way for us to build bridges in the community. If you know anything about Northern Ireland, there is a lot of history um, there and a lot of um, hardship between two uh, communities, the, the Catholic community and the Protestant community. And so because of all the history and because of all the tension, because of all the pain and everything that's happened over there um, over the last few, few hundred years, um, there's just a lot of suspicion when it comes to the church, um, which is totally, I mean, I totally get it. Um, and so when we go there and we serve the people in that country, we have to start a few steps back when it comes to church planting. And so we're starting this ministry, Party Create. We are going into schools, and we are connecting with families to really just build a bridge into the community. Um, and it's been incredible. We've seen, uh, we've been able to be in the newspaper. We've been in radio interviews in Northern Ireland. Um, it's just been so cool to see how God has used it. Man, God was not surprised by COVID. Um, he was not surprised by that entire season. And, um, you know, for us, we left the church that we were working with, planning to move to a new city, and then the next week, lockdown hit. And it was like, how in the world do you plan a church when you can't leave your house? <laughs> and so we pivoted, and we started Party Create, and man, God has just been really using it in a mighty way. So I just want to open up this morning. We're going to look in God's Word real quick, and uh, I just kind of want to challenge you guys on missions. I want to challenge you guys on purpose. Uh, I want to encourage you guys um, on your uh, vision for life this morning. If you have a Bible, if you want to open up, uh, we're going to be looking at Matthew 10, 39. It's going to be kind of our main passage for this morning, but we're going to be bouncing around uh, a little bit. Um, when we got back to America uh, this past June, the first place we went to uh, was Target. Because Brooke, well, I do too. I love Target, right? And so we wanted to go and walk around Target, get a Starbucks. Um, Brooke wanted to see Chip and Joanna Gaines and uh, get some uh, some stuff for the house and all this stuff. And it was exciting, right? Um, but when we were walking around, we, ha we had to pick up a few things because we were going to be traveling a lot this summer. So we went into the uh, granola bar section to find a granola bar that we could have in the car, right? And what we realized was it was kind of overwhelming how many granola bars there were, right? Because in Ireland, like when you go to the grocery store, we have like two or three kinds of granola bars, Right? You go into the it's an aisle of granola bars at Target, right? 500 granola bars, keto bars, gluten bars, gluten-free bars, like right whatever kind of whatever kind of bar you want, right? And one of the things that I realized when we when we kind of walked into that aisle is this is that and you might resonate with this. Oftentimes, the more choices that we have doesn't necessarily mean that the decisions any easier, right? Have you ever experienced that where you've had too many options and you're like paralyzed? You're like, I just, I just don't know what to do, right? One of the things that's so interesting about our culture in, in Northern Ireland, um, as well as here in the United States, is that we are in a time, in, in, in a period of history where we have more options to throw our lives into than ever before, right? There are so many things that we can give ourselves to. Right? You can give yourself to sports, right? Do we have any uh, Eagles fans here this morning? A few? 
Any Steelers fans here this morning? There we go. There we go. Right? There are so many things that we can give our lives to, right? And in 2020, 2021, with all the things that we can throw our lives into, we saw this momentous thing happen that I think maybe for the first time where everything was kind of stripped away, right? Everything closed down. Everything was taken away from us. And what we found during COVID is a lot of people were realizing that they were living life without purpose. I don't think, like I said earlier, I don't think it was God's, I don't think God was surprised by COVID. And I think, in fact, for us as the church, there's never been more of a gift for us when it comes to reaching our communities than the emptiness that has come from this season of COVID. And it's not just from, like, the church's perspective. This is, I, I want to read this real quick. This was a study done by Harvard in the middle of 2020. It said this, that the, in the pandemic, they found that a large majority of people were shifting the direction of their lives due to dissatisfaction and have shifted their priorities, paying more attention to finding meaning through social responsibility, personal autonomy, and living a simpler life. People are searching for purpose. And when they turn to the church, we have to be providing a vision for life that is compelling. If our vision for life as a church is coming to church on a Sunday, we've missed it. That's not what the call of discipleship is. That is not what following Jesus is. right? If your relationship with Jesus looks like you showing up on a Sunday, and that's pretty much it. I, I'm not here to, to guilt trip you or to make you feel bad about yourself. What I want to do is tell you that you're missing out on the most life-giving vision for life that you could ever have, to give your life to Jesus. I know in my life, I spent many years tiptoeing around faith, where I would just kind of dip my toe in, or I would do you know, this or that event, or I would go to do this Bible study or that thing, or, you know, it it was a part of my life, but it wasn't my life. And I think that is the, the, the crux of our relationship with Jesus as we grow as followers of Jesus, is it going from just a piece to being the whole of our lives. And so this morning, I I, want to encourage you and I want to challenge you this morning is if you're thinking about right now, what is your will? What is God's will for your life? What is your purpose for life? Where are you supposed to go? You might be a a high school senior this morning. You might be in the middle of a job. You might have lost your job during COVID. You might be in the middle of transition in your career. You might be having to make a decision on relationships. You might be having to make a million decisions in your life right now. I think each and every one of us has at least one decision that we have to make, right? I want to give us some encouragement this morning when it comes to finding God's will for our lives. And so for all the options, for everything that we can possibly throw our lives into, what I've found in my life is that throwing my life into Jesus is the greatest vision that I could ever have for my life. And so I want to give you some some keys this morning to help you find what your purpose is, to help you find what your vision for life is this morning. Key number one, your life is not about you. Your life is not about you. If you go to Barnes & Noble today, you will find the largest book section in the entire store is self-help. Self-help is a multi, multi, multi multi-million dollar industry. 
where you can find books on every topic on how to improve yourself, how to make yourself better, how to live your best life, how to lose 20 pounds in two weeks. Like Whatever it is, there is a book for it. But what's interesting is that there is such a desire in our culture to find purpose, that there are millions of dollars spent every year on books to find it. But what's so fascinating about Jesus and what's so fascinating about the Christian faith is that Jesus kind of takes this idea of purpose and flips it on its head. Jesus had a lot to say about purpose. And in Scripture, we see that he runs into this guy that we call the rich young ruler. And when he meets this guy... This rich young ruler, I think, comes up to him thinking that he's going to trap Jesus and, and, and kind of get him to say nice things about him. And so the, this rich young ruler approaches Jesus and he says, Teacher, what good thing shall I do that I might attain eternal life? And you have to imagine there's probably a crowd around. He's probably asking this question to look good in front of everybody else. And Jesus sees straight through this question. He responds to him and he says, You must not kill. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal, etc." And the rich young ruler, thinking that he set up this answer, says back to Jesus, all these things I have kept. What am I still lacking? And Jesus responds to him and he says this, if you want to be complete, go and sell your possessions and give it to the poor. And you will have your treasures in heaven. Come and follow me. But when the rich young man heard this statement, he went away grieving, for he was one who owned much property. You see, for this rich young ruler, Jesus had his number. He knew. You see, for the rich young ruler, he could do all the, all the things that you're supposed to do as a, 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 a good Jewish man in that culture. But at the end of the day, his life was still his own. You see, I want to give you some freedom this morning. If you want to find the good life, if you want to find purpose for your life, if you want to find vision for your life, if you want to find joy and peace for your life, it's going to start at the end of yourself. You won't be able to find it in yourself. It will always start at the end of yourself. Matthew 29 or Matthew 10:39 says this, "Whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. That's one of the hardest scriptures, I think, in all of the Bible. Whoever doesn't take up their cross, whoever is searching with their life to find their life, will lose it. But those of us that give up our life for his sake will find it. The key to a purposeful, satisfied life is finding yourself at the end of yourself. The greatest realization that we can have as human beings, not even just Christians, is realizing that it's not about us. Because when we do make it about us, you've probably experienced this in your life, I've experienced it in my life, we become overwhelmed by the chase. We become overwhelmed by the pursuit. What we cash in everything on ends up failing us. What we put all of our effort and our, and our, our well-being into It fails. Jesus will never fail you. Jesus will give you the hope and the peace and the joy that you long in your heart, the purpose that you're looking for. He will give it to you.
The more you cling on to your life, the more you will lose out on what Jesus has for you. Now, this might not mean that you have to go and, like, have a garage sale tomorrow morning, right? Sell everything you have. But I do know this, that each and every one of us, through the power of the Holy Spirit working in our hearts, has already revealed to us what that next step is for us in our surrender to Jesus. I thought it was so fitting this morning. We kept talking about surrender and worship. That wasn't planned. But we are all in a process of surrender to Jesus. Discipleship equals surrender. What are you surrendering? What is the thing that you need to surrender in your life? It might be a relationship. It might be a job. It might be finances. It might be, it, it could be a number of things. But I guarantee you through the power of the Holy Spirit and your relationship with Jesus, he's highlighting that thing for you right now. The second thing that we have this morning is this. The Holy Spirit is not a leprechaun. Now, we're obviously missionaries to Northern Ireland. Um, and we th- when we moved to Northern Ireland, we thought, man, maybe we'll, we'll see a leprechaun. It still hasn't happened. We're still hoping. There's hope out there for it, but we haven't found one. But, the, you know, the, the legend of the leprechaun is still a thing in Ireland. Um, I, I, I told this to the kids' workers this morning. Um, it kind of disappointed them. There's no such thing as Lucky Charms in Ireland. We don't have that cereal. It's, I know. Kinda, it broke my heart, right? I know, right? But when, when, you, when you know about the, the, the legend of the leprechaun, right, right you, you, you find the end of the rainbow, and what do you get? A pot of gold, right? But what's the problem, right? A rainbow doesn't really have an ending because it's kind of like an optical illusion, right? So you chase and you chase and you chase and you chase and you never actually get the pot of gold. And what I've found for me in my life is true, and I, I, think, I think many of us as Christians, we kind of fall into this same trap of thinking that God's will is like that. That if we do the right song and dance, if we do all the good things that we're supposed to do, if we do everything the right, that suddenly God's going to just drop his will in front of us, like a carrot on a string. Can I give you some freedom this morning? This is what it says in James. If you want to know what God wants you to do, ask him. If you want to know what God wants you to do, ask him, and he will gladly tell you, for he is always ready to give a bountiful supply of wisdom to all who ask him. He will not resent it. But when you ask him, be sure you really expect him to tell you. Can I tell you asking God what he wants you to do with your life is maybe the most dangerous prayer you could possibly ask? I found it true for my life. (laughs) Is when we ask God what he wants us to do, it's probably going to be a lot bigger. It's probably going to cost us a lot more than we've ever realized. But can I tell you, 10 out of 10, 100% of the time, it is always worth it. Always. So Brooke and I, we got called into missions um, through a series of uh, things that happened in our life. I went on a missions trip to Northern Ireland when I was 14. Brooke went on a missions trip when she was in high school to Northern Ireland when she was in high school as well. When we met, we started dating. God started speaking to us. We saw all the coincidences, and we realized, man, this is not a coincidence. I had been there. She had been there. We had gone and led teams together, and so we started praying about it. And over a series of three months, we, we kept praying and asking God, you know, God, what, what do you want to do? Do you want us to go and, and, and move to Ireland? And I, I wish I could tell you that God, like, smacked us across the face with a shamrock, but he didn't, right? But it was just a series of 
it, it was a series of coincidences and, and circumstances and moments where God kept revealing his plan for us. And here's what I know. You might be waiting for God to open up the skies and give you clear direction as to what you're supposed to do with your life. But here's what God's waiting for. He's waiting for obedience. He's waiting for availability. He's waiting for willingness. And if we just put ourselves in a position of obedience and willingness and availability to say, Jesus, whatever it is that you want to do in my life, I guarantee you he will begin to reveal to you what it is that you are called to do. The last thing I want to share with you is this, is that each and every one of us already has the tools to discover what God's purpose for our life is. We already have it through the power of the Holy Spirit. My life verse, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, what, what Leo said earlier, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. Your purpose in life has been etched by God since from the beginning of time. He already knows. And some of the ways that we can figure out what it is that we're supposed to do is, number one, by looking at what's in our hand. What's in your hand this morning? Moses, we talk, it's funny, someone mentioned Moses this morning in worship again. What did Moses have in his hand? He had a staff. He had a stick. It's just a stick, right? Yet with that stick, he dropped it on the floor in, in, in the palace, and it turned into a snake, and he, he, he parted the Red Sea. He smacked a rock, and water came out of it. He did so many miracles with a lousy stick. Why? Because it was what was in his hand. For the little boy that came and, and, and had his lunchbox with his fish and loaves, right? He just showed up thinking, I'm bringing lunch for myself, right? And Jesus, when he hands it to Jesus, Jesus does something supernatural with it, multiplies it. 5,000 people are, are fed, right? Whatever it is that's in your hand this morning, when you surrender it to Jesus, he will do something supernatural with it. What's in your hand? It might be a talent. It might be a gift. It might be something that you just love to do. If you like mowing lawns, mow your lawn for Jesus. And then go mow your neighbor's lawn, right? It, it, I, I know it sounds kind of silly and simple, but it is as simple as that. God has put something in your hand this morning that God has uniquely given you and wired you the way that you are so that you can reach the people around you so that you can serve your community, so that you can love your neighbors. God has given you everything that you need for you to follow his purpose in your life. Are there any introverts in the room this morning? One person raised their hands, because all the introverts are like, I'm not raising my hand, I'm an introvert. <laughs> I'm an introvert. It's who I am, right? But here's the thing. God wired me the way that I am for a purpose. God wired all the introverts in this room away for a per the way that you are for a purpose. Don't let anyone tell you that your personality is wrong. God made you the way that he made you with a purpose. You are God's masterpiece. Created anew in Christ Jesus so that you can do the good works that he planned for you long ago. The second thing is this. What is in your heart? What does God put in your heart? I, I, I want to finish real quick because I got I got to go. But when I was in high school, when I was in middle school, I wanted to work for Pixar. 
That was like my biggest dream in life was to go work for Disney and make cartoons. And when God called me in the ministry at youth convention, I remember being like, shoot, this is inconvenient. Because <laughs> I would so much rather go and work for Disney, right? And I remember in that season thinking, man, this, this kind of stinks, right? But, but here's the thing, right? Fast forward like 10 years later, we find ourselves in Ireland looking for a way to reach and connect to the community. And God has put what is in my heart and in my hand, an ability to, to, to do creative things, to reach kids, and he's using it. It's not by mistake. It, it's, it's not just a freak coincidence. God is using what he'd already put in my heart and in my hand to reach people around us. God has put something in your heart. I don't know what that is. You know what that is. But what if you use that thing to reach the people around you? The last thing I want to share with this is this, is what is in your history. What is in your, your hand, what is in your heart, and what is in your history. This past year, 2020, has been the worst year of Brooke and I's life. Full stop. Um, we lost uh, two babies in 2020 um, to premature delivery. The hardest thing we could possibly ever go through. And being in Ireland with lockdown and COVID and all this stuff, being away from family, it was, it was so hard. And while we are still walking through it, and while we are still getting through it, and we're still trying to make sense of it, and you know, we know that we'll never be able to make sense of it till we reach heaven. What we've seen is God begin to start using the the journey that we've walked through to serve and love the people around us. I know for a fact that every single one of you in this room have walked through something difficult because none of us are exempt from hardship. We've all walked through pain. We've all walked through hurt. We've all walked through suffering. But what I've realized as we've walked through this season, is as we're getting ourselves off the mat and returning to Ireland this fall, is that God is beginning to use our story and our history to love those around us that have walked through what we've walked through. Um, right before we left, Brooke went to a support group in our town in Downpatrick um, for mothers that had had stillbirth and um, miscarriages, infant loss support group. And as Brooke is sitting in this room, she realizes I'm the only person in this room that has a relationship with Jesus. And so for the people that she's sitting in this room surrounded by she knows that she has this hope and this peace and this joy that doesn't quite make sense that none of the other people in that room had, had an opportunity to experience. But she also knew that she had context to walk through life with these folks that had also walked through what she had walked through. Can I tell you this morning, God never wastes a hurt. And whatever it is that you're walking through this morning, whatever you're walking through in the season of your life that is hard, the hardships, the difficulties, God wants to use that. We might not be able to make sense of it, but if we surrender it to Jesus, he can use it to bring wholeness and life and goodness to those around us. So I want to close with this. What is in your hand? What is in your heart? What is in your history? Jesus wants to use you to reach those around you. Can I pray for you this morning? Let's stand real quick as we close.
Father, I just thank you so much that you have created each and every one of us uniquely wired to do exactly what you've called us to do. And Lord, I pray that as we go this week that we would just lean into your presence to discover what it is that you've called us to do. Lord, I just pray that you would put it on our hearts and our minds to reach out to our neighbors and our school and our classmates and our, 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 our coworkers. Lord, I pray that you would inspire us to take what it is that you've put in our hearts and in our hands to love and serve those around us. And Lord, I pray that you would take the broken things in our history and make them beautiful to love and serve those around us. Lord, we love you and we thank you for your grace, for your mercy, for your love, for your patience. Lord, the best is yet to come. In your name, amen. Yes, Lord. Can we just give it up for Tom for sharing just incredible message. Would you do me a favor? Would you extend a hand towards Tom as we just pray blessing over him and Brooke? Lord, again, we just come before you so humble. Lord, we come before you just so thankful for those who are answering such an incredible call like this. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you're reaching people around the world that we can't even see. And you're sending people like Tom and Brooke who do see them. Lord, we just ask for protection over Tom and Brooke. Lord, we just ask for favor, divine favor. As we discussed last night, as they go into these schools, Lord, I just pray for doors to be open. I just pray for favor. Lord, I just pray that kids' hearts would be open, that they would receive you, that the bondage of religion would be broken, and that the, the, the understanding of relationship, Lord, would be understood. God, I just pray again for favor, even all the way down to their YouTube channel, which is going into different countries and the places that they're not even going to physically, but they're going there digitally and the message is being spread. Lord, we just ask for favor even on YouTube. Lord, I pray for testimonies of kids coming to know you through YouTube. Lord, we just thank you for such a unique and divine calling that you've placed on these two lives. We ask for protection and favor to abound greatly and mightily, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we just show our appreciation one more time? Thank you so much, Pastor Tom. And I've been asked a couple times about if you would like to uh, give to Tom and Brooks Ministry. We just ask that you would make that check out directly towards them. If it's cash, just give it straight to them. Please cut the church out of the middleman in this circumstance uh, just for IRS purposes. It helps if you just give it directly to them. But I want to bring it back around. What is God calling you to do? It's not a matter of if he's calling us to do something, church. It's a matter of what. You hear me this morning. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of what. And I'm believing that this next year, I've heard the rumors, we've all heard the rumors about a second lockdown and all of these other things. Can I just tell you what I'm believing for in this upcoming year? I'm believing that God is going to shake our nation in ways that we never could have imagined. As Tom just talked about, there is a harvest that is ready, church. There are people who are hungry for truth. There are people looking for a purpose. And one of the most beautiful advantages that we have is Jesus. Come on, somebody. 
The deck of cards is stacked in our favor like you couldn't imagine. The game is rigged. It's just a matter of if we will be obedient. Would you bow your heads one more time? Lord, I pray that this week, even right here, right now in this moment, that you would lead us into the purpose that you're calling us to fulfill. Would you lead us, Lord, in the plans and in the way that we should go? God, I am so looking forward to testimonies to come forth of ministries popping up out of people's homes and ministries popping up even out of this church as if we need any more. But I'm believing that you're going to just stir something up, that right now there is a call that is being heard in the hearts of your people. Now, Lord, help us to be obedient. We recognize it's not enough just to hear the call of the Lord, but you call us to action in obedience. So help us to be obedient when our flesh wants to be disobedient. Help us to submit to you right here, right now in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, would you go before us and prepare the way we ask in Jesus' precious and holy name. And everybody said, and everybody shouted one more time. Awesome. Can we just give one more sign of appreciation to our missionaries for being with us today? Thank you guys so much. God bless you as you go with the Lord. He's going with you. We'll see you Wednesday. This has been an audio recording from Crossroads Community Church. If you'd like to get in contact with us or learn more about us, you can follow us on social media at C3Lehigh or email us at info at C3Lehigh.com. We'd love to hear from you.